Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 58 of KT Confidential. Today, we're talking about Big Macs, investing in Guelph, Cambridge, Woodstock, and Grimsby, and how to invest in real estate. Enjoy. Hi, Adrian. Are you ready for episode 58? What are we talking about today? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm like really out of it this week. Why? I just lots going on. And I haven't been sleeping well for months. What's 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 going on? What's lots that's going on? Fill me in. Just busy with work. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, so I had so thanks to you and Jen, I I caved and I got a Big Mac last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was it still three bucks? No. Oh. But I got it. Well, I got a combo, so I don't actually know. But nevertheless, um, so did, I was in. Did the whole family have McDonald's or just you? You know, just myself and me and Alicia. Okay. Um, so she was going to have soup, but Date her, night, her eh? soup didn't taste good. Mm-hmm. So it was like 10 o'clock at night. I came back to the office because I forgot my laptop and I didn't realize I had to come. I had to stay at home in the morning. So I came and got my laptop and on the way, I, anyways. So I was in line. It's one of those double lines, right? You know, the new McDonald's double line drive through. So I went through and. Um, I ordered, and then the other guy. This is a fascinating story. So I'm just looking at the audio, and it looks quiet. I'm concerned about it, so I just want to make sure we speak loudly. But nevertheless, so there, this guy um, in front of me had ordered before me, but he let me in. So I was like, no, no, go ahead. And he said, no, no, you go ahead. So I did, and I thought it was very kind of him, and I was in a good mood, so I paid for his meal. And... uh so I paid for his meal. It was like $17. And then I paid for my meal. But my meal, they forgot. They only, I guess from my order, they only thought I said one Big Mac combo. So they charged me for one Big Mac combo. So I said, no, no. After I realized I was like two, one foot from the window, I said, no, no. Like you guys only charged me for one. I ordered two. I need two. He's like, okay, go to the next window. We'll take care of it. So I get to the next window. And I hear uh, some woman inside say, oh, is this the guy that paid for the other, guy, uh, other guy's order? And they're like, yep. They're like, okay, give him a free apple pie and take care of his uh, extra meal. So McDonald's paid it forward to you paying it forward. Well, no, I still paid $7 more in the end than I, than I would have for my own meal. But it's, you know, karma. You're good to people. People are good to you. What did the other guy order? Uh, one meal, I don't remember what it was, and two shakes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. One meal and two shakes. Did, or did he acknowledge or... you? Yeah, he gave me a thumbs up. And he said, he told the guy to say to me, thanks from and then his name. I don't know his name. It was not understandable. Right. Anyways, but it doesn't matter. The guy gave me a thumbs up, even if he didn't. It was nice to do. Yeah, that's good on you. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about Great way to start KT Confidential episode 58. What are we talking about today? Sorry, I'm just turning the microphone up a little bit. It's okay. Well, I spilled uh, a nice big glass of red wine on your white restoration hardware couch yesterday. Well, it's beige. Whatever. It's not dark anymore it's not it's not <laughs> it's not the original color anymore so i just got news apparently the cushions didn't come out perfect 
I'll show you a picture of them. I can't. I so can they be dry, dry cleaned or? Uh, I don't know. What's well, and your your wife did not take your advice. I agreed with you. I think they should have been sprayed before. Yes, they went into the laundry. And she's the one that doesn't want me doing laundry. Right. But anyways, they're not bad. I'll take a look at it when I get home. Oh, yeah. But the cover shrunk a bit, so she had to stretch it all out again. So word word of advice, don't run around with glasses of red wine when you have uh, children that weigh enough uh, around you, uh, kids around you that weigh enough to knock you over. You're not used to that yet. No, I'm not. Now I'm you not. Are. I'm not at all. But I also don't care because our couch is from Ikea and is like the kids eat on the couch and they're they're gross right so yeah uh and natalie has spilled hot chocolate red wine beer pretty much ev everything on it um and you can go to ikea which we recently did and replace all of the covers for like 150 bucks or yeah you can like, like slip covers or something right yeah so sorry about that that's fine it happens that was the exciting news of yesterday. Yeah. We had St. Louis. We had some St. Louis wings. That was Those... my first time. No, sorry. First time having their wings. They were good. Yeah. But I don't think they were exceptional. You got to eat them fresh at the bar. The fries have to be nice and crispy. It was an expensive meal. It was almost 200 bucks for the two families, which seems like a lot. It was like eight pounds of wings, right? Plus fingers. Well, I usually go... Whenever I usually get chicken wings, they're always on sale. Because you go to, they, everyone has like chicken wing night, half price. I like or making like 50 my own. cents a wing. I always find now that if I'm eating chicken wings somewhere else, I, I get an upset stomach. And it's probably because they use the cheapest stuff. Oh, yeah, garbage. Well, no, if you go to the Ivy, they order their chicken from across the street. Like I said. Are they not good chicken? Is it not good chicken there? Well, I'm used to like green like organic, organic and stuff like that. Do they not have that? I actually go to like farms that do that kind of. Well, you have to be careful because they aren't. Some of them aren't certified. Right. So you don't actually know what they're doing. Although you'd like to think well, in good faith that they're doing a good job. You're talking about Sergeant Farms, by the way, uh, for the Ivy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... I Neither here nor there. I think their chicken is just like any other chicken that you buy. Um, it's not organic. It's not grain fed. It's. I'm sure they have that option. I don't think they do. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll look at there. it. You on... can go. They have a retail store. Yeah. They actually have a lot of good stuff like um, in their freezer section. It's almost like a little M&M &M meats in there, right? I haven't been there. I'll have to check it out. I know some people that go there and buy chicken wings in bulk and then do a big, do a big roast cookout. Are you looking for some ideas of things to talk about? I got some some things we can talk about. Well, uh, the only we got... thing I wanted to ask you, because you brought it up recently, was, um, and it's happened a number of times, is other real estate agents stealing our photos. It's it, it's wrong. It pisses me off. So it just so happened that I was searching for a rental property for, for one of our clients. And I have an uncanny memory for addresses. Even though we've sold now hundreds and hundreds of homes, I'll rem I remember pretty much all of them. Yeah. And this one particular property in Milton, 
that we sold was a friend of mine. We used to work together. You used to work with him as well. And anyways, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's up for for rent. And I always kind of click through photos real quick. And as soon as I got to the second photo, I'm like, wait a second. All too familiar. And I go through the photo slide. I'm like, those are our our listing photos. And this was a few years back. So I went back and I checked and sure enough, they are. So I uh, I messaged the agent because they're they're actually not our photos. They're the f- photographer's photos because we 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 we're licensed to use them, but they're not ours. They're the photographers. We hire a professional photographer, and it's his photos. Their well, photos. not only that, they're now benefiting now, from all the stages. Well, now and yeah, hang on. So uh, then the the previous seller didn't authorize use of those photos we didn't the photographer didn't and we spent all that money on hiring the photographer hiring the stage uh, or staging the property and hiring the designer and the stager and all that stuff to make it look good and now you're using our photos for your benefit to lease the property you don't think so my friend so i texted him and he said uh, oh i'm sorry i've just used the photos that the that my client gave me. And I'm like, okay. So he apologized, but came up with this BS story. Can I interrupt for one second? My biggest pet peeve is people that pass the blame on to other, or they have some excuse. Don't take ownership. Take ownership. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Anyways, go on. So anyways, um, he said, uh, after he said, can I use a few of them? And I said, no, you can't. If, if on the onset, you know, he said to his client, to the owner of the property and said, you know, the photos aren't going to look so good here because, you know, there's stuff everywhere. Was it for sale or, or for rent? For rent. Okay. For rent. So I think there was a tenant in there. Okay. So, you know, oftentimes when a property is tenanted, you take photos, they don't look that good, right? It's, you're not staging it or yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. But if he came to us and he said, I'm going to be listing that property for rent next week, do you mind if I use a couple of those photos because they looked nice? I don't have much choice. You know, I would have picked up the phone and called the previous owner and said, hey, this guy's in a bind a little bit. They need a few of the photos from the previous listing. Do you mind? I would have called up our photographer and said, hey, is it okay if uh, I give this guy permission to use those photos? And I probably would have let him. But just for spite, the fact that he just did it, I said no. Anyway, it's upsetting. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that go on like that that people don't... Well, not too long ago, there was another one where you found photos of a house that we had sold recently that the buyer was using to advertise the home for rent before they had even closed. Yes. On Facebook, I believe. Yes. So there's another one. Yes. It's happened many times. There was one property, Steve had a listing uh, for a lease. Happens a lot with leases. And you know why? Because people are cheap. They don't want to spend money on it. No, no, not people. Realtors. Realtors, yes. The realtors are cheap. Like spend the 150 bucks, go out and get your, like you can get 
decent, good enough photos for a lease for 150 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 200. Well, and then you have them forever. Right. So if you have the client down the road, you have to redo it. You don't necessarily have to get you all know, the photos done again. You know, and we have a lease again. listing. Jennifer or somebody from the team, certainly not you, but Jennifer usually goes to the... <laughs> Usually goes to the property. Sorry, that wasn't a knock. We used to do it all the time. That was yes. Um, anyways, Jennifer now, has now, a, now a more keen eye for yes problems. So that's why we. Uh, so even on our lease listing, she goes there, make sure it's you know toilet seats are down, that uh, towels are nicely tucked. Uh, we have a video of her doing that many times. Sure. You know, but we take that extra step. Most realtors are going there and just here's a few shitty photos from my phone and and throwing it up on the market because they think it's going to rent anyway. And it probably does. But do you get as much money for it? Probably not. So, but, you know, and in, in, there's no defense for that because a real estate agent doesn't make money on a lease, really. Right. And if I count how many hours each of our realtors put in to successfully completing a lease transaction, not to mention our administrator's time, photography, any of that, just time from the realtors, they will probably put in at least 30 hours worth of work for that one lease transaction mm -hmm. and literally make 500 bucks if they're lucky. Right. Maybe. And that's before tax. Yeah. So 300 bucks maybe? Yeah. For 30 hours worth of work is 10 bucks an hour. Minimum wage is like 14 something. So you're hiring a professional that's usually making... Well, it's like an oil change at a dealership. What do you mean? Oh, it's a loss it's leader. It's a loss leader. Yeah, you're getting you get them client. in, they're hoping to gain a client. Yeah. Eventually do an alignment and replace their transmission and I'm not feeling the energy today, Trot. You're you're I you're told you right it. off the start, I it's am the lacking. Mac. The Big Mac killed you. Probably. Right Mac. before bed. I was in Steve's bed eating. Offering it. you some rum chata. That oh. might be good. No, no. No, I'm good. That's fine. Yeah. Unless you want to take the call. No, I don't care. You do what you want. Just reschedule it. It wasn't that important. It could be tomorrow or Thursday. Maybe Monday. Just take the call. Just take the call. We'll set up in there and make some notes. And yeah, then it can For those listening, we uh, scheduled the podcast and another conference call at the same time. Podcast takes precedence over that particular call. Yep. Anyways, so yeah, I agree. They should not use our photos. Certainly not without asking first. And what was your side with the Big Mac? My side? Yeah. What did I think of it? What did you get? Oh, as a like a side side dish. Holy fuck, you're really out of it today. French fries. Normal? Opposed to what? Well, like a poutine or something. Yeah, normal French fries. If I said if it was a poutine, I would have said poutine. Do they have other fries? Jen's just killing herself. She loves sitting. Do in they have other options aside from fries? Well, that's and what I'm poutine? asking. Well, they do they have like salad? No, with regards milkshake, to French fries. Well, that's what I was asking. Do they? I don't know. Can you get like? I'm thinking like Cajun. Cajun? What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe uh onion rings i don't know why mcdonald's doesn't have onion rings i like that's them a and w like why why 
Why can't it be? Why can't? Sorry. What the heck is that? That's someone's name? <laughs> it, <laughs> That's how you memorize no, people some, are? You write a story in their name description? Somehow. <laughs> somehow my contact list fed in from one of our uh, contact management systems. So the first notes of... Oh, like that, I've seen sometimes people profile. will say like, Billy, first name, last name, Plumber. But I've never seen... I don't know anybody named Billy Plumber. <laughs> I've never I've never seen Billy. Well, that's how... That's, first name, last name. Billy and I met two years ago <laughs> at a conference and... <laughs> you don't want to see what your note says. Oh, yeah. uh, boy. Anyways... What was what were you going to talk about? Why can't McDonald's have onion rings? I think they should. I, I'd like them to have onion rings. Uh, I was well. So on Instagram, you recently posted one of the clips. Yeah, you need to give an answer to of it. Of me talking about. Well, I sort of did answer it, so you you can get some of the inside. Where did you sort of answer it? In the full podcast, not not in that post because that's the way you cut it, right? But yes. Um, what I what I wanted to elaborate on is why those four areas. So for those of you that didn't see the post, it's a recent post on Instagram. Top four, uh, my places, top to four places to invest right now. Uh, those being Guelph, Woodstock, Cambridge, Grimsby. and Grimsby. And first of all, it's price. Right. So, yeah, you're right. So First of let's, all, it's price. Let's it comes premise down. Because if you've got millions of dollars, that may not be the best option for Correct. you. Correct. But for the most people, when we're talking to people that are maybe just trying to get into investing into real estate, yeah. it's a good option. Yeah. And that's... Now, hang on a second. Because even if you have millions of dollars, the debate could be, you know, do you have two properties in... Milton, or do you have six properties? Well, that's the in question. That's right. There's so many variables. There's a lot of variables, but why are those four places? So, one of my prospective clients who we've known for years uh, wanted a little more information on that. We got a couple of DMs on Instagram. I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm listening distracting. to her. Yeah, it's distracting. Kick her out. Um, anyways, uh, so we got a lot of DMs asking questions, and one of my these prospective clients asking why, why, why those four places, Ariel. And this one prospective client was actually saying how Milton would not align with his uh, goals for investing because the cap rate only worked out in his numbers to like three or four percent. And here's my answer. I don't give a shit about cap rate. I'll be honest. So if you're an investor and you're looking to, for me to crunch numbers with you and uh, what's my cap rate and annualization percentage and all this, I really don't care about any of it. Because you know what it comes down to? is knowing the market and gut. Well, and there's like, if you go look at, they have stats to show you average cap rates for various types of real estate in the various cities and municipalities, I don't think there's anywhere you're going to see a stat for single-family dwellings. 
It's well, all commercial, multi-residential, various degrees of multi-res, but nothing for single family. Doesn't exist. So any property that I've purchased has been purely based on gut, my own, my own personal investments. And I, it's never failed me. Not yet. Hopefully it never does. But the whole premise, I got to... Ariel's getting upset with Jennifer. That works too. You sent poor Jennifer. She's not even got her jacket on. Sent her outside into the cold to talk on the phone. Her jacket's in there. She could easily grab it. But she doesn't know why she's taking this call with this guy. And all I heard is, I have no... She's actually on the phone with that guy? Yeah. Oh. And she's like, I honestly don't know why I'm talking to you or what it's about. So can you tell me? I feel bad. Not really. So I've always gone for my gut. Now I combine gut with experience because in the last and 10 risk, years... And risk tolerance. That's very that, important. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, but if, if you combine a, a gut knowledge, gut factor... And expertise, and well, let's and just experience. say the gut. A lot of that gut component, uh, you just like saying gut, gut. A lot of that gut component comes from experience. Yes and no. It also comes from just being aware. Okay, because of experience. I bought my home in Milton before I was a licensed realtor ten years, more than ten years ago, or just over ten years ago. Why did I do that? Because I saw the growth. Right. Potential yes. and the opportunity, uh, the location. You know, number one thing is location. So I don't care where you pick in Ontario. There are a lot of options. If it's easily accessible by a major highway, that's number one. That's always what I'm looking for is a property, uh, as, especially as an investment that it has good access for commuting. Well, commuting, and, that's another thing too. And or good access transit, go. for, for transit. Yes. Public transportation. Yeah. And or. So as an example, if you're buying a condo in downtown Toronto, you might not have great access to commute, but you will have great access most likely for Public transportation. Is there something in my beard? No, I'm looking at your eyes. Oh, why are you so self self conscious about your like beard? beard? I don't know. I'm trying to catch up. My to eyes you. are really dry today, so I feel like I'm blinking a lot or looking. Maybe I'm looking down or something. Were you smoking weed again? No, I was not. Um, okay, so why why Guelph? Why Cambridge? Why Grimsby? Why Woodstock? Well, so, first of all, you've already pointed out the highway. They each satisfied that. Desire. Now, the core of the GTA, which some debate if Milton is part of the GTA, I believe it is. It's I believe it basically it's ends, end, it ends at the it's escarpment. The end of, it's the end yeah. of the GTA. So you can't afford Milton. Milton is a little bit saturated right now with rental properties. We can talk about that. That's a, a point you brought up a couple of days ago. But... As a percentage, you can buy a property in those areas 
rent it out, maybe not as easily, but rent it out. And as a percentage, your your net net is going to be very similar. So why why spend seven hundred fifty thousand if you can spend four hundred thousand and still have somebody paying off the mortgage? But my prime reason for those areas is that's where the growth is really going to happen. Yes, there's going to be growth in Milton, but the prices are not at a point where you can say, oh, this $750,000 townhouse is going to be a million bucks in five years. It, if it does, I'd be very surprised. Right. But there are opportunities such as in Guelph, Cambridge, Woodstock, and Grimsby, where you can buy a $400,000 townhouse, semi, even detached home, and realistically think that it has a good chance of gaining a huge percentage of that purchase price in the next five to seven, ten years. I think there's a better opportunity I'm, in those areas for flipping as well. Like you have more houses that where it's maybe it's more feasible to do that. Well, that's another component of why I like those areas. Because first of all, there is less there's less activity. Okay, and when there's less activity, there's less realtors. And when there's less activity, less realtors, the odds of having high-performing top realtors that do a complete job also diminish. So the, and I'm not saying there aren't good realtors in those areas. What I'm saying, the competition of realtors is less, which means the amount of listings. The further you get from the city, the worse the the listings. listings get. Yes, right? So... There's an opportunity for somebody that has a keen eye and knows the location, knows what they're after, knows the numbers, knows how to buy a home at the right price. Um, you know, I look at the 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 townhome that you and I purchased, okay? Uh, we believe we bought it under market value. We know we did. Um, it wasn't the prettiest home on the inside. We didn't really touch it and we rented it out. We're doing quite well with it. It is cash flow positive, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already picked up in value probably 6 7% in the last six or seven months just because of the surgence of, of um, lower-priced homes in, in Milton. But, you know, the, the home has ugly carpet throughout, which was kind of dirty, uh, the color scheme and the um, the window coverings and the light fixtures aren't weren't that nice, right? Like we certainly wouldn't sell the house like that if we were representing the sellers. And no, but it could have been it could have been bare bones, like this. You know, it was relatively had the finished basement, had granite in the kitchen. It could and have been neither of those. They still would have paid the same price. Yeah, oh, and the sure. reason is because you know we can see past the deficiencies. Yeah, which a lot of people don't do. They're always looking for that perfect and home. So that's what we do with our clients now, right? And and but a lot of that is not based on numbers and cents and 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 going doing things by the book. It's doing things with street smarts. And that's my point. Yeah. So I guarantee you right now, if somebody said to me, Ariel, I have four hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand dollars to invest, uh, find me something good. And if I do a proper analysis of their needs, their wants, their goals. But if somebody comes to me and says, I want to have a property that I'm going to keep five to 10 years, get a tenant in there, 
and uh, make some money, just sell it at that point, make some money so I can upgrade my primary residence. I don't know, or sell it and, and or or refinance whatever. it and whatever. Um, I'd be looking for a place that's poorly marketed in Woodstock, that's a little bit run down or something that I can, you know, throw some new floors or some paint or do some gardening or something like that. Maybe it's been on the market 30, 40, 50, 60 days where I know we can go in and negotiate a little bit, um, you know, with the ghost station there, uh, close to the highway, lots of um, uh, different companies looking at possibly moving into there, some big companies right now there. Uh, there's growth. If you read anything about Woodstock or any of the areas that I mentioned, there's a lot of growth planned mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people, you see, we hear it on a day-to-day -day basis. We see and hear people coming to Milton and saying, oh, I'm also looking at Guelph or Cambridge because of price. And when we start hearing that, because Milton used to be that. Yes. People were coming from Mississauga to Milton. Now people are going from Milton to those areas. Well, it's funny because people used to say, oh, wow, that's so far away. Milton. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's so close. Yeah. Well, and the distance from Milton now to these other areas is significantly greater than what it was from Mississauga to Milton. Here's so people are becoming um, more accepting uh, of longer commutes in order to have a home they, that they can afford. Uh, some of your family lives in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up and Huntsville was like, oh my God, you might as well go, go to Alaska. You're going to Huntsville. Now, Huntsville is like, oh yeah, it's only in Huntsville, right? Yeah. Like it's only a couple hours away. Yeah. Um, so the bigger the population, uh, the more things get pushed out. And uh, if you look at the plans for, uh, um, you know, the Wellington uh, district, you look at um, even Niagara and Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, um, any of any of these areas, um, there's there's lots of growth plan. The the province is pushing for growth in those areas, and a lot of lot of immigration to the province of Ontario. A lot of immigrants and a lot of immigrants with money. Yeah, a lot of immigrants with education. Not enough houses to keep up. There isn't, and there's still a lot of red tape. I think for builders. And and here's here's another thing you got to think about. Okay. When you talk about those areas, yeah, they're close to the 401. Everybody's got to be close to the 401 or QEW, 403. You got to be close to a highway, okay? But for work, as time passes, more and more people are working from home. More and more people are earning a living without even stepping outside of their front door. Mm -hmm. Realistically, if I didn't have to show a property, I probably would never have to leave my house. The groceries get delivered, right? Uh, any supplies, anything we need comes to the house. Yeah. You can pretty much do everything from home. Now you just have to watch out for people stealing packages. All, all of these porch pirates, eh? Is it's that what they're called? Yeah. Porch pirates. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm, I've been looking at home monitoring camera systems and stuff. Yeah. I haven't decided. Yeah, I put a baseball bat right in the front foyer. Yeah. Just so I can hopefully catch one of them. It's a good idea. I, I literally would 
break somebody's legs, come on my porch and steal a steal a package. Yeah. There's you that see, one going around. You see around the right viral now. video about the With family that packaged a bunch of dog shit or something in a box purposely? I didn't see that one, but I saw one last year where the guy made this contraption where the bag or the box, um, when they opened it, which was usually in their car, it had cameras so you could watch the whole thing. It had like a cell phone on each side recording. And when he opened it, this fan would go and blow like really fine confetti all over the entire car. And it would let off a stink bomb. And it was the best video ever. I don't know if you remember. I, I, I gave you an example of an idea I had where basically the, each home, and I, I think I said if I was building a home, new, new homes, if I was building new homes like in mass, right. I would build something into the foyer or um, the front porch somehow where it's almost like a drop box with an electronic kind of lockbox system. Yeah. So somebody dropping off a, a package gets access. Uh, they leave it in there and, and you go. Something like that's got it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well like a traditional uh, old school mailbox became standard at some point. Right. Because somebody said, oh well this is annoying having all these leaflets and letters thrown on my front porch. Let's design a mailbox. Yeah. And screw it into the wall. So the same thing will come super box, super box. Yeah, so they'll uh, they'll come up with something. For so that. I like Grimsby because you're close to Niagara. Niagara is booming. Niagara on the lake is booming. Yeah, uh, especially if you're a little bit older. You know, you go to, down to the casino, you go down to Niagara on the lake, some some shopping, some nice wineries. If you like to drink, if you like to eat, a lot of good options. It's still not that far from Toronto, right? Niagara like, Falls is not very nice, though. I never understood it's, it's that. It's going to change. It's going to change, man. Um, there, there's pockets everywhere. Yeah. There's pockets, right? Especially when you get out there because it's lower income. Niagara on the Lake, though, that's a big one. Oh, man. So Niagara on the Lake is one of my favorite spots to go in the summer. And uh, before kids, Natalie and I used to go. Um, not too often, but we used to go. And... Um, I love it. I love walking down downtown there. Uh, my uncle used to own a restaurant down there years ago. So since then, I've been going back to a lot of restaurants, and um, uh, I, I quite enjoy it. Sorry, I had to make sure. That's okay. So I like Grimsby for for a lot of reasons. It's you know you're you're an hour from Toronto. You're an hour from Toronto. Uh, you might get stuck in traffic. Whatever. Uh, lot of people moving out that way. There's still good tenant market in all four places. Woodstock's a little bit different. Um, oh, is it because we kicked Jennifer out? Yeah, Jen's not here, so I just want to make sure that... Jen can't do her job. Priorities. So, sorry for sending you out in the cold there, Jenny. <laughs> okay. You actually walked all the way around the building? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't see you come back in. Chen walk? Yeah. That not we're running out of battery power here. Okay, so um, it's it's very simple explanation. It's all of this stuff bundled into one. Um, we know our stuff. We know that, yes, can you invest in... I wouldn't be investing in Oakville necessarily right now. Uh, I would still be investing in Milton. There's still 70,000 people going to be moving in here in the next 10 years, so... Um, a lot of growth that way. 
Um, Mississauga is still good for investing, but you're getting shitty old properties that you got to spend money on and, and they're coming at top dollar. Well, I think that's why Milton's doing so well because it's really not a long drive and yeah. you're getting completely different options. Yeah. I once upon a time thought that Acton, and I still think Acton is a good place to invest. A lot of people don't know, even Mattamy owns a lot of land up there. You know, um, it's just going to be a longer process. It's not the nicest demographics. No. Well, you know, there's pockets in there too. Yeah. It'll, well, uh, it'll change. Georgetown is going to boom like crazy. Well, that's also questionable. They have already seen a big boom. They have, yeah. And they're really holding out on much expansion. They don't want that pipeline. Yeah, well, they're going to get it. Probably. So look at Grimsby. Look at, I love Guelph. I freaking love Especially what Guelph. they're doing downtown. Downtown Guelph, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Yeah, you got to put up with all the university students all over the place. Who cares? Maybe you'll have some fun with them. Go to the restaurants. Lots of things to do. Lots of places to go out for a night. Uh, the parks, the trails. Um, and there's still a lot of undeveloped land there. So we see builders now building a lot of new stuff. Um, and there's a lot of great options. Townhomes. There's a lot more condos now. A lot of older homes like there's a great mix of options and because of the university there are a lot of rental opportunities whether it's students or you know families just moving for the fact that the university's there um the people that work at the university there's a lot of businesses there so i really 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 love guelph i think guelph is going to boom in the next five to ten years it's already seen a big surge um Woodstock, you know, again, a some of them are going to take longer plan, than others. Longer plan. Um, Cambridge, I'm not that big on Cambridge, but the investment is good. I, I like the investment opportunities there. Uh, again, similar reasons to Guelph. Their their um, downtown core kind of sucks, but um, well, it doesn't suck. It's different. Um, so I love Guelph. I I think that's a huge, huge, huge opportunity to. Buy something as an investment. Even you don't want to do, I'm telling you, people are going to think I'm crazy. And you've said it to me before because I've said this to you off air. And I said you're crazy? Yes. You can buy property in Guelph. Literally do nothing to it. Don't put a tenant in there. Just lock the door, pay the mortgage out of your pocket, come back to it four years, five years down the road, and you will still make a great return on your investment. Now, does it make more sense to have a tenant in there that is paying down the mortgage? Sure. But you don't have to. Most people should not take this advice. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, but I'm telling you, that's how confident no, I, get I am. In, like, you're telling me five years ago, if somebody bought a, a home in Milton. There's houses around us where I've yes, seen it happen. Totally vacant. Still vacant. Never, yes. like no fence up. No tenant. They must have hired someone to take care of the grass, but there's Some nobody living in the house. Even though, you know, there are services like KT Property Management to take care of all that crap for you. Some people don't want to deal with the hassle and bullshit of having a tenant. And they don't want to deal with the risk factor of having a tenant in there that's going to damage their property or not pay. 
Well, and this is where I said risk factor is a, an important variable because yes. people need to understand that they need to have a certain tolerance because they may have a month, two months, three months, maybe six months with no money coming in. Yes, and that could be in the search of a finding the tenant. It could be the tenant not paying. Trying to evict the tenant. There's Trying many variables. Yeah, so... Although, for people's peace of mind, because I hear a lot of horror stories, I don't think once have we selected a tenant uh, for a client where it's turned out that way. Where we have done our due diligence and recommended that person. Correct. Yeah, no, we have a very, very, very high Like, there are ways to minimize your risk. Yep. So. Absolutely. Uh, So, anyways, if you want to chat with me further about those four areas or why I feel this way... Or just pick my brain on it. I mean, send me a send me a message, DM me. That's fine. But those are my four areas. If I was out buying an investment property right now, which actually I am considering doing, those would be the first four places that I start my search. And I'm pretty confident that you know, if you have a, a four to five hundred thousand dollar budget, which I think right now it goes a long way in that, those areas. That, that's but that's, I think, the... the It's a key price point. I know, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, it, it's kind of that hot price point where it gives you a, a lot happy, of upside. happy balance yeah. of being able to find a tenant, getting a decent property with a good return on that monthly income, yeah. you know, having that cap rate, um, but also the upside of being able to sell that that property in the future. Agreed. Um, and getting a good return on it. You go too cheap... It's not worth the risk. You go too high, you're not getting good returns as a percentage. That four to five hundred thousand dollar range right now is beautiful. If you own a home in Halton or Peel region, the chances are if you've owned that home for five to ten years or more, you've got equity in that home that you can leverage to purchase that home. You put your 20, 25, 30% down, whatever is from the lender. And one one tip for people that are concerned about getting bad tenants. You are going to attract people that match the house. So if you have a dirty, um, not very well-maintained home, you're going to attract trashy tenants. There's the tip for... This is the number one tip from this podcast in terms of investment properties. Clean homes attract clean tenants. That's right. There you go, episode 58. Well, thanks for listening to episode 58 of KT Confidential. Make sure you subscribe and follow wherever you might be listening to us. Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, Deezer, Deezer, Stitcher, Stitcher. iTunes, and Google. Google. Goodbye.